3: Hey friend Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, taped live the Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Huge AEW Dynamite before AEW Revolution oh, yes. tonight with the huge announcement, living up to the hype as had been kind of speculated and rumored upon Uh, it had less to do with the streaming service which I kind of feel is still on its way it
4: will but I don't know if that necessitates a, a, a live Tony Khan announcement you know
3: yeah it would have been kind of underwhelming if he said we're going to be on HBO Max yeah yeah. Uh, but what did necessitate Tony Khan from channeling his inner <laughs> Bernie Sanders I always love when he gets on the mic because he gets real loud yeah uh Tony Khan is now the owner of Ring of Honor, uh, which is uh pretty crazy on one hand, um, given that, you know, over the past couple of years, there have been all sorts of rumors about yeah. a potential sale of Ring of Honor yeah, and or at eventually least a Tape Library, yeah. Or at least a tape library. Mm-hmm. Eventually it ended up now in the hands of Of Tony Khan Mm -hmm. Uh, there was a press release that went out with this announcement Mm -hmm. that um, you know didn't really give too many details in terms of what sort of like things we can expect from a current ring of honor yeah but
4: it had a lot about what we can expect about their archive of footage that was predominantly the focus of, of the press relief was release was talking about ways for them to get that out there for people to watch
3: yeah yeah,
4: you know, and, and a couple of the rumors, I believe, uh, courtesy of Andrew Zarian in advance of tonight's dynamite about what could what this announcement could be. One of them was streaming service deal with HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Of course, HBO Max, part of the Warner, uh, Warner Media family, mm-hmm. Excalibur referenced Euphoria tonight. Um, yes, he did. So it would make sense in that respect. We mentioned it earlier today. You did um, uh, HBO Max get into the live sports business? with uh, some soccer, um, so if they want to get the pro wrestling business, they got all AEW stuff plus all of Ring of Honor stuff. That's a pretty uh, vast uh, vault of, of wrestling footage going back 20 years.
3: Well, as they state in their, uh, in their little press release here, given that now NXT 1.0, which used to be, you know the the home to many former Ring of Honor mm-hmm, stars. Mm-hmm. Most of those have migrated over to AEW, and and as the press release states, over o- over more than forty members of the AEW roster have appeared in Ring of Honor during their careers. Um, so yeah, I mean this is an incredibly smart move um, because they can of course start releasing VHS tapes and DVDs. Yeah, but no, honestly, like you know like, like we saw tonight, even like what we saw tonight. With MJF directly referencing, uh, quoting uh, a, a, a popular CM Punk promo from Ring of Honor that kicked off the summer of Punk. That right now, I mean, I'm sure I could probably find it somewhere. But to be able to really, um, you know, monetize it, uh, to to be able to air footage whenever they want to, mm-hmm. whenever they want to, uh, you know, what's the word? I what's the word that they always use? When it comes to, uh, I forget what it is. Yeah, I know what it's you're not, talking about. It's not monetized. Is a different word. Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking um,
4: about. It's, it's escaping me right now.
3: Yeah, well, they want to take advantage of of having the history of a huge number of their most popular wrestlers. leverage, leverage, leverage. Thank you. That's exactly what I was looking for. When they want to leverage that stuff with their most popular wrestlers, now they can do that, um, you know, uh, yeah. at will. So it is. It's it's a very interesting um, purchase. Uh, and, you know, the bigger question, because, I mean, the, the library is the obvious thing. We know what they're going to do That's that. the, the most gonna...
4: obvious benefit of this deal for Tony Khan and, and, and AEW. But, yeah, as far as the future of Ring of Honor as a touring wrestling brand, we don't know. They have Supercard of Honor that's happening, Mania Weekend, in the Dallas area. They've already announced people are going to be there. They've announced at least one match. You know, it, so we don't – nothing in the press releases in the re- press release, sorry, I can't talk – seemed to indicate – future them as a promotion um, I don't know I expect Tony Khan to be doing some interviews over the next days and weeks of course there's a media scrum after revolution I'm sure this will come up maybe he'll illuminate illuminate if he has any plans to continue Ring of Honor past Supercard of Honor or not and if so what role will it fit in the larger AEW universe
3: yeah that's going to be that's that is the big question like you said Supercard of Honor is coming up so we already know some of the names there. Swerve who's been reportedly signed with mm-hmm. AEW mm-hmm. is going to be at Supercard of mm-hmm. Honor. Is there a connection there? Um, you know, Denise salcedo mm-hmm. is she now an AEW employee? Do we know these things? Probably not. But uh but yeah, no, this is um it's going to be interesting. I mean, I had sort of, uh, you know, when we sort of talked about this uh over our text message, um I had said maybe Ring of Honor can be you know, like his friend of no club TV, this to some like a, another thing. Maybe he just he's got a W AW is a very specific thing. You yeah. know, it, it encompasses many genres of wrestling, but through a specific vision. Yeah. Maybe he has a vision for something that can be its own entity and further Ring of Honor's original sort of vision. Yeah. Uh In its own way, freshening up for today. And if nothing else, he can see if there's still money to be made off that brand name as something different than AEW. yeah
4: because that brand name still does carry some weight sure um uh you know maybe maybe you know we have aew existing as you know uh, a wcw circa 2022 now you know there's there's Mm -hmm. there's a lot of throwbacks to that approach to wrestling if tony khan decides to continue ring of honor you mentioned going back to kind of its its, its origins it's the, the genesis of the company you know the code of honor we've seen Jonathan Gresham defend uh, the ring of honor title after final battle using pure rules which are different than your standard wrestling rules and it's a different approach to storytelling in the ring and maybe at least from in one aspect that's something they can look into
3: mm-hmm. yeah. offering up a different product you know yeah. Maybe with, yeah with a, with a yeah. vastly different presentation yeah absolutely yeah um so it'll be interesting to see i mean they you know his roster is really stacked um there's a ton of great independent talent out there i mean it's just it's it's funny that there are so many different aspects of what NXT 1.0 you can sort of understand what NXT 1.0 what Triple H wanted it to be and Tony Khan is sort of realizing all those things because he's unfettered from, you know, uh, yeah. the, the grips of Vince McMahon. Yeah, um, and so it is. It's interesting. He's got he's got a loaded roster. He's got a stacked roster. You know, he brings in awesome names from the independent circuit. You know, um, uh, Willow Nightingale is you know is, does stuff for AEW. I don't believe she's actually is she actually signed with the company or no? With I AEW, I don't she, believe so. I don't. Yeah, think I don't so. think she had the little graphic thing. Um, but there's a ton of great names. I mean, I don't know if, if you're uh, if you're um Lee Moriarty, would you rather be top dog at a at a Ring of at the new Ring of Honor or would you rather continue to climb in AEW the way you have knowing that you're about 3 years away from really reaching your heights there? Yeah. I guess that's more. the
4: thing is, is they're going to use is is AEW can use Ring of Honor as for lack of a better analogy. Sure,
3: people will understand, yeah. AEW's NXT, right? Yeah,
4: where yeah. you know you, you have Dark and Elevation that serves a very specific purpose. But if you want to mm-hmm. tell longer form stories that you don't have time for on Dynamite and Rampage, and, and uh, to help develop some of your younger talent beyond mm-hmm. what is done on Dark and Elevation, yeah, you could do that on on, yeah. on Ring of Honor. That name still carries weight if you focus on wrestling mm-hmm. and telling good stories in the ring. That's going to be enough
3: for, to get people watching. I think people will give it a shot. Yeah, that's at the very least, people will give it a shot. Mm-hmm. They will they will check it out. Uh, it's got A W money, but it's got con money behind it. Um, they will give it a shot. Now, whether or not they'll stick around depends on whether or not it's any damn good. Mm-hmm. But people will they'll give anything a shot these days. I mean, I remember the buzz behind when NWA started out again on YouTube. Yeah, there was a tremendous buzz behind that. I mean, eventually it sort of petered out because there was so there was only so much that that Billy Corbin was going to do with that, and mm-hmm. I know he's still active with NWA, and that's awesome and everything. I feel like they lost a little bit of their appeal when they went behind a paywall, yeah. Because if you don't have the the, the free audience being able to go there, it's hard to get. There's so much competition for your dollar these days. Yes, um, it's hard to get money to uh, well, people especially to, especially
4: once up. people get used to. Being able to ingest something for free and then to ask them to pay for it—that's a pretty yeah. steep hill to climb.
3: Yeah, I mean Jorge D here in chat brings up impact on Twitch. I have no idea what their Twitch numbers look like these days versus. I'm oh, sorry, even on YouTube, yeah. what their what their YouTube numbers look yeah. like these days versus Twitch, and if that was a good move for them, um, I can I assume hopefully it was. Um, you know, it birthed the Smash Zone, so I like that. By yeah. the way, tomorrow night it's back 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern yep. on the Twitch Twitch.tv forward slash Stephen
4: Yep. So there's, um, there's still obviously yeah. a lot of unknown about this whole deal beyond the tape library. Um, and, you know, I, like I said, I assume that Tony Khan could be asked about it a lot.
3: Mm-hmm, absolutely. The, yeah. The
4: post-revolution media
3: scrum. Yeah. He's probably really, yeah. Yeah. That's going to be a heavy topic there. Absolutely. I'm sure there, there's probably, maybe there's even a lot of unknowns, you know, with him. It's or maybe possible. it's this thing. Maybe, I don't know when the T's were crossed and the I's were dotted and all that, but. Uh If it's a relatively new thing, maybe it's just in his. And he's got revolution coming up. I mean, there's only one Tony Khan. I don't you know, doesn't. I haven't. We haven't really heard of all that many, you know, uh, uh guys surrounding him, assisting him, and whatnot. Like no. who's his Pat Patterson man? That's what I want him yeah, to. I don't
4: know. I mean, we we hear about the EVPs, the young bucks, Kenny, offering yeah. him some advice or insight or whatever, but we don't hear about, especially from a creative standpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like an inner circle. Yeah. Around Tony Khan. This just is like he's I that it's it's just him him and his notepad. notepad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Writing stuff out. Clutching clutching that the clutching that thing in that one picture. Yeah, I know. Just like both arms on it. You know? I know, I know. With the uh with with the all out or the full gear card on it.
2: Get started at angie.com. That's A N G I or download the app today.
3: Um so beyond that, man, just to, just a killer go home dynamite tonight, uh probably the highlight of the show was uh CM Punk. Mm-hmm. We had talked about, okay, what does this mean oh, yeah. uh tonight is is MJF gonna show his uh his full card? Yeah. Um his whole card, whatever you call it. His uh, his hand, show his hand. His hand, yeah. Is he gonna do that? Or is he going to wait until rebel? Well, he did it tonight. Yeah, he did. My God, there was a ton of blood. And there was a lot of blood. Yeah, uh, punk comes out feeling uh, uh,
4: guilty to a degree. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he's uh, conflicted. He's conflicted. You know, he, he 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 says, "I I I fully believe what Max said. I just questioned his sincerity. He worries he's being gaslit by MJF, and so he he." calls MJF out um, and he, he extends his hand MJF doesn't shake it hugs him mm-hmm. and Punk stands there for a bit with his arms extended not sure what to do then hugs him back mm-hmm. and then as soon as that hug is released MJF kicks Punk right in the balls mm-hmm. and then a, a beatdown commences one punch of the dynamite diamond ring just leads to Punk bleeding all over the place and that is when MJF Basically, word for word, uh, uh, recited to Punk a promo that Punk delivered in Ring of Honor. You mentioned it was at the beginning of summer of Punk. Are mm-hmm. we on the verge of the summer of MJF
3: then? Well, could we see MJF win that title
4: by by all out at all out?
3: A little bit late for the summer of MJF. I mean, Punk won it at the beginning of the summer. of Well, Punk. summer doesn't
4: technically end. Oh yeah. Yeah, summer end <laughs> summer ends in September.
3: I mean, look, you know, metaphorically, yeah, sure, I think that's a possibility. It's the
4: summer of MJF leading to his championship
3: win. It's a distinct possibility. I mean, I look, I I firmly believe after we saw tonight. I don't know if you can kick up well, yeah, May May is still that's still a couple months away. So at at uh what do you think the match would be? What would the match be? I mean, yeah, I don't know. Could he win it at uh well, double or nothing would be the summer of that would be MJF. the way to kick off the summer, yeah. That'd be that'd be the way to do it. Um I don't know. How do you how do you get you know, There's, if MJF loses at Revolution, I mean look, he could win a number one contendership match on uh, you know, April fifteenth or whatever. Yeah. And and motivate that match so he could win it at double or nothing. Well at double I feel or like,
4: nothing, they usually have the battle royal
3: for uh-huh. number one contendership, don't they? Yeah, but isn't that like, you know, that sort of uh, I mean the title is still defended at double or nothing. Yeah,
4: I know, but I'm saying he can win he can win the battle royal at double or nothing and then, you know, at one of these either a special dynamite or one of these weekend specials, he's battled the belts. Maybe uh, get the belt off Hangman. I don't know.
3: I'm thinking. No, I, I honestly, I would not shock you. You could absolutely be right. There could be some parallels here. He's gonna he loses at Revolution. and Maybe that motivates him. He's like, you know what? Screw this. I don't need this anymore. I have one goal in mind, and that's the world title shot. And maybe he screws CM Punk out of what naturally could be his title shot. Could MJF be. goes on to win in a double or nothing. It
4: could be, or you know. But here's another thing to consider, Wardlow. Yeah. Uh, tonight, MJF told Wardlow, "Hey." You win the, the latter match. You win the TNT title. Don't worry about it. You can keep it. Mm-hmm. it but then he says, it's not like you're going to do it anyways. Yeah. This angers Wardlow. Wardlow says, yeah, I'm too busy helping you win your matches. MJF come up, comes over, slaps him, reminds him, you're not under contract with AEW. You're under contract with me. Mm-hmm. I pay you. You know, and don't risk that, essentially. Uh, you got to assume that Wardlow is... Well, it's either Ward. I feel like Wardlow's the odds on favorite to win that ladder match at this juncture. It seems like Keith Lee is going to be involved with the Team Taz feud. I don't know who the. Uh, well, it's either Paige or or Christian is going to be the last person in it. Mm-hmm. I feel like Team Taz is going to
3: be worried about Keith Lee. Yeah. Uh, it's. I feel like it's Wardlow's match to lose. I think you're right about that. I think he does win, and I think he probably beat Sammy for that mm-hmm. TNT title. Would not shock me at all. Nope. Um, and at that point, I wonder if there's maybe some, I don't know, maybe, maybe there's some silly contract stipulation where if he wins a title, he's out of the employee of, of MJF. I don't know because there is that aspect. If he turns on MJF, which has to happen at some point, there's gotta be some sort of legal jargon that he can turn to because MJF can just say, okay, fine. You're fired. You're out of here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, but, or you're in breach of contract, something like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, there's a lot of moving pieces, and and I'm really curious about it. But yeah, I don't know. Wouldn't shock me to see MJF pick that title up at Double or Nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's got he's hot. I mean, this feud is uh, this is a feud of the year right here yeah. in terms of
4: it's really good. It's been really good. it you know, yeah, it's been really, so, really. I mean, we can really just
3: good. let's just let's just kick off our recap. Sure, and sure. Then we can get to the beats.
4: Sure, we can do that. So Tony Condo put the show with his huge announcements. and uh, one thing I noticed about the beginning of the show, there were a ton of signs. I love to see it. Not quite attitude error levels of
3: of signs, but a lot of signs. You kinda also don't want that either. Because
4: <laughs> no, because then it's some hard of those, to
3: see. It's hard to yeah, see. Yeah. Yeah, but also no, it's an impressive sight. Some of those attitude error signs just got downright. And then some of the signs some of the people in like the AW crowd, even tonight, do you, did you hear like the during the CM Punk promo? I didn't hear what specifically was being said, but there was somebody up there, Oh no. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, I yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah, I heard someone yell and I didn't hear can what they can said we though. Just listen to the man I know, talk. I know. So Shivani's in the ring with Tony Khan. Shivani hands uh, Tony Khan the mic. And Tony Khan says, normally I'm the one keep people on time, so I'm going to keep this brief, get the wrestling going. He thanks the crowd in attendance, fans watching at home. He says, this is the biggest week in the history of this company. He says, we've got revolution this weekend ahead of that show. I have a huge announcement. When we started AW out in that parking lot.
3: Out in that parking
4: lot. Out in that parking lot. Uh, He says, about 17 years before that, another company started, one called Ring of Honor. Yeah, TNA. Oh, wait, no, Ring of Honor. I almost thought that, too. Um, (laughs) And he says, I've been a fan of Ring of Honor for a long long time, and today I signed a deal to become the new owner of Ring of Honor. He said, 20 years ago, Christopher Daniels was in the company's first main event and his opponent that night, Brian Danielson. And I think he said they they haven't wrestled since then or something like that. He was really excited. And I feel like kind of nervous. So some, it was, it was especially towards the end here. Uh, I would, I would
3: love for him to be on the on on camera more.
4: Oh, I know he doesn't want to. I know. I would love to see that though. Um. So, anyways, we're having a rematch, and that
3: match is next. You got it next. Daniel still has that wonky eye, man. That was ages ago. That poor guy. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't know what that is. Um. This is a lot of fun. Of course, uh, they did the uh, the uh, code of honor. The handshake at the beginning, before the match. Well, Danielson did one of the end. So, of course, he wins. He grabs the mic. And uh, and he says, uh, of course, he 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 wins via Daniels passing out as Brian is flexing his favorite thing. To oh,
4: I love it. So good. Grabs
3: the mic. He says, 20 years since the first Ring of Honor show. No, wait, wrong guy. He says, Daniels and myself were in the main event at that time. We started matches with a handshake, and we ended matches with a handshake. Daniels is still passed out of the ground. He reaches down and he picks up his hand and he shakes his hand and he holds it. And he said, let's hear it for Christopher Daniels. But here's the thing. I'm not in Ring of Honor. We're in AEW and it's time to kick somebody's head in. So he grabs the other one He starts kicking a bunch of Daniels and stomps. He says, this Sunday a Revolution, I'm going to stomp in Mox's head. That brings out Mox. He says, you know, I could see that Brian is better than ever. And I can see that he's more violent than ever. But you got it wrong. There's two paths I can walk right now. Which path uh, will I take will determine my future. He says, one path, get my head kicked in, and I fade into oblivion. He said, but that's not what's going to happen. I'm going to walk the other path through fire and bullets and Brian. And at the end of this path, uh, I beat you. He says, the story of Mox is just starting. It's just beginning. And I write the first chapter on Sunday. A chapter that's going to be written in blood. Mike says, "Danielson's saying he's going to stomp my head in." Well, take your best shot. And Brian drops the mic, and he starts, you know, doing a little bit of Hulkster right here, and then he rolls out of the ring.
0: You can host the best backyard barbecue when you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well.
3: This was a little bit surprising to me because I kind of figured that this match was going to happen straight up and that they would form this group. This right here gives me real doubts. How do you see this match going? Because I've always had doubts this group is going to happen. That's, it's something too good.
4: Not that AEW doesn't give us stuff that we want, and stuff that's good. They do from time to time. But at the same time, Mox does his own thing. He does. He does his own thing. Yeah, he's, he, he's palled around with Eddie a little bit. You know, if you take the shield out of the equation, he pretty much did his own thing in WWE as well. He just does mm-hmm. his own thing. Mm-hmm. I would be really surprised, as awesome as it sounds, to see him join a feud with, uh, join a faction with Brian Danielson and a bunch of uh, 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 of younger talent. As awesome as that, as that would be, the prospect of it is great, but I kind of feel like Mox is, Mox is going to win on Sunday. And there's a pretty good chance that he's going to extend his hand to Brian Danielson because Mox got what he want. He got a match. You know, he bled with with Brian Danielson. Maybe he's going to this with good faith, thinking, all right, we'll have a match together. Brian Danielson will prove his medal to me. And if I, I think he measures up, then sure, we can do this. It's going to be kind of like what we saw here at Christopher Daniels with the handshake. But this time, Brian Danielson's going to clock Mox, upset that he lost. Faction's not going to happen.
3: Could be. Could be. We will see. I don't know. I'm not gonna have a lot of confidence points on this match. Um because I like I can see it both ways. I feel like Mox doesn't lose. He just doesn't. And he this is like, you know, I know he's had stuff since he's been back. This is his first big thing since he's been back. But Danielson also needs some wins. And I'm not a thousand percent sure that he doesn't beat Mox, but he does it in a really shitty way. So I don't know. I, I I'm I'm gonna put low comp and we're gonna do our predictions for this. I think probably we'll probably upload them on Saturday, I guess.
4: Uh we could do them tomorrow after we could shoot them tomorrow after
3: uh Right. So they'll go up Oh, oh, shoot them tomorrow after Smash Tone Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Well sometime this weekend you'll get our predictions like yeah, our, yeah, yeah. our are not quite are not not locked-in predictions, and we also, but still. And we also got to do our,
4: our sacrifice predictions in advance of that show on Saturday. We'll have to shoot sacrifice. a video for that. We sacrifice. can just post them on Twitter
3: or something. Got to put our numbers up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I don't know. I could kind of see this match going either way. I'm really hesitant to bet against Mox, but at the same time, Brian ducking out on him. I kind of wish they would have teased Brian being more... Whatever the outcome of Revolution, I'd be more surprised by it had... Brian not ducked Mox tonight. I feel like if he went in this, if he went in, to, walked into Revolution, acting honorable to Mox, it makes whatever's going to happen at Revolution, which you're probably right, is not going to lead to a faction um a bit more surprising because going into this i was like oh i could see them doing a, a thing here you know mm-hmm. um after that we had a darby on <laughs> sting promo i love how sting is so like he's starting to adopt darby's I know. speech pattern I as know. opposed to darby uh him rubbing off on darby just
4: woke up from a nap that's what it sounds <laughs> like
3: which is how darby always sounds i know uh he says uh, sting says Heavy duty fines and suspension for anyone get who's involved in the match on Rampage. No bother to me. Is it bother to you, Darby? Darby says, no, I don't need help winning the TNT title. I don't need help on Sunday. Sammy, we're going to do what we always do, steal the show. That's Rampage for the TNT title. It's showtime. Yeah. Yeah.
4: And then we had the Casino Tag Team Royale. This was tons of fun. Uh, oh, yeah. This was a blast. This was a lot of fun. So, FTR out first as uh, out second top flight
3: top flights back
4: darius martin has returned from injury yeah it didn't look like he lost awesome. a step whatsoever
3: ah man he gained a couple steps it was great it
4: seemed like it. it was great great uh he claims out third uh 10 and allen angels of dark order out a bunch of teams comes out ftr eventually eliminates uh allen angels the pillmans are out next uh ftr quickly eliminates pillman jr uh, Bear Country's out, then Santana Ortiz, but then they quickly eliminate Bear Country. Dante Martin eliminates Max Caster. Best Friends come out. Uh, Bowens eliminates Griff Pillman.
3: By uh, the way, Caster had a really funny rap tonight. He did. It's just about being less popular than uh, Glenn Jacobs' tweets. Yeah. Uh, what was the other reference? I forgot. It was pretty funny.
4: It was pretty funny. He just completely null-sold me He's calling Griff Garrison Griff Pillman. Um, Apologies. It's,
3: that's become so ingrained, I think, I think into so. the show lore that it's
4: just the Pillmans, yeah. I know, so Evil, evil Uno and Stu out next. Uh, Ten eliminates Blade. Dark Order then eliminate Butcher. Uh, Young Bucks are out. They get a moment with FTR where they're staring them down. FTR lowers the ropes, they're inviting them into the ring, and they're about to throw down. Everybody else jumps them. Wingmen are out next. Then uh, uh, Gun Club, uh, the Bucks, and FTR team up to eliminate Gun Club. Uh, then they start throwing down uh, Lee Johnson and Brock Anderson are out next. Bowens then eliminates 10. Ortiz eliminates Chuck. Uno and Stu eliminate the wingmen, and then Bowens eliminates Stu Grayson. Uh, 2.0 are the last team out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Jackson eliminates Brock Anderson. Lee eliminates, is eliminated as well. And then Top Flight eliminates Bowens. Uh, Uno and Trent are on the apron. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Uno's looking for a pile driver on Trent. Dan House emerges from under the ring, Puts a curse on Uno. Trent hits Uno with a half and ass half suplex. He falls to the floor. He's eliminated.
3: Is uh, Dan going to be at the Sacramento Prestige Show? I, I don't forget. know. I don't know. We're going to be. We're going to be At the there. Colonial, March 13th, the Prestige Wrestling Show. I'm saying this like we're a featured act. We're not. No, we bought we tickets. We're tickets. Gonna be, we're we just, just bought in the, tickets. We're just going to be in the crowd.
4: Yeah, but we'll be there. So, uh, Sacramento. Yeah, Santana and Ortiz, they eliminate 2.0, but then on 2.0, help FTR eliminates Santana and Ortiz. Uh, Matt Jackson eliminates Trent. So we got uh, Young Bucks, FTR, and Top Flight, final three teams.
3: Kind of cool they did. Yeah, they did it like a different way. They and did. Last time, four teams were represented by one person and each. This time, yeah. yeah. So Dante
4: eliminates Cash and himself. He Does like a Rondo, turns both of them off the top rope. Uh, Matt Jackson near eliminates Dax, but then Redragon runs ringside. They distract Dax so, the Young Bucks can super kick him off the a- apron. He's eliminated. So, you got the Young Bucks and you got Darius Martin. So, Darius nearly eliminates Nick. Cutler <laughs> catches him, puts it back on the apron. Young Bucks set up for a Meltsa driver. Uh, Darius pushes Matt to the ropes, knocks Nick off. He's eliminated. So, it's down to Matt and Darius. So, they make their way to the apr- uh, apron. They're brawling. Matt low blows Darius Martin, super kicks him off. Young Bucks win. Redragon hits the ring to celebrate. And then uh, Jurassic Express and Christian just walk out on stage, and that's
3: this kind of stand there. Just sort of stand there, and Christian talks to him a little bit. Hell of a performance from Darius. Yes, that was an awesome spotlight to give him. Crowd gave him a huge response. You got, you got to love that. The promotion that knows when they got a hot hand, and they run with it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, next up we had. Uh, here's another thing that I'm kind of curious about. Chris Jericho. We got a promo from him. He says uh, this was really cheesy. He was just talking to the camera. Let me ask you something before you get into this. Yeah, is he doing this on purpose? Define on purpose.
4: He's doing very WWE stagey can, promos yeah. to counter what Eddie does, which is the exact
3: opposite of that. I like to think so because I think Jericho's savvier than Jericho's. He knows what he's doing. I mean, he literally mentioned sports entertainment in their promo off. Yeah. Um, He said the entire wrestling world is buzzing after his and Eddie's promo segment last week. He's like, you know, Eddie, do you even know what a promo is? It's where we talk. He says, congrats, Eddie, on finally becoming a big star. It's hard for me to relate because I've been a big star for so long and you haven't. He says, here's Eddie's chance to win the big one. Look deep down inside. Do you have what it takes to beat the influencer? Jericho doesn't think he does, but if he does, I'll shake your hand and I'll tell you that I ha- that you have my respect. But if you don't, I'm going to laugh in your face. And here's where the wrinkle comes in. Because I, you and I were both on the same page last week. Eddie's totally going to win this, right? But maybe this isn't about Eddie. Maybe this is about the guys that stepped into frame, Santana and Ortiz. They all come in. They all bump fists. And Jericho asks, are we good? He's like, I, I always have your backs. But they just turn around and walk away. They turn around and walk away, and he's just sort of left there.
1: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now...
3: I wonder if, like, Eddie's not really the story here and the relationship between Santana Ortiz and Jericho is and how much more complex it would get if Jericho beats their guy. Because really, like, on the power ranking thing, Jericho should win this. He is really... I mean, I know Orange Cassidy has beat him. People have beat him before. But, like, Eddie Kingston can't last 10 minutes against, like, you know, CM Punk without getting gassed. If Jericho beats Eddie Kingston, laughs in his face, how is that going to alienate XLAX? Does he want to go to that to, to, to does he want to go there knowing that those guys are close to him? Does he think that this is going to get them on his side, not realizing it's going to alienate them? I feel like that might be the story as opposed to Eddie wasn't even on the show tonight.
4: Yeah, I know, but I it's entirely possible that they can do both those things during the course of the match they can still have eddie win and have jericho push buttons with eddie to the degree that he further alienates santana and ortiz like there's mechanisms winning and losing is the thing yeah eddie needs eddie needs a win eddie needs a huge win
3: okay but here's the thing does he
4: yeah why because he does every time, like he he wins matches on on dark and elevation every huge match. This is basically the story between Jericho and Eddie. Is Eddie, you can't win the big one, you can't do it, you can't win the huge match, you can't be a huge star. You're afraid of success. Like Eddie can only be the love like the the, the 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 lovable loser for so long.
3: No, I don't think you're right. He's gotta about pick that. up the win. Dude, he could lose every single match he has and he would still be the most loved guy in the company. No, he'd be even more yeah.
4: loved, even more loved he, if he got some wins.
3: No, he'd be even more loved if he lost all the nah, time. No, he wouldn't. People
4: want to see man. people like Eddie, they want to see him succeed. Whether he like in story, whether he wants to see himself succeed or not, I don't know, but the fans want Eddie to get some wins they do
3: <laughs> badger smith and Chad has it great he needs less learns and more he does wins. need less learn or he says larson hates losers <laughs> oh man yeah i don't know man i don't we're gonna see i i'm not saying one way or the other i'm just saying for me it's not all cut and dry low confidence on this <laughs> next up CM Punk. Oh, I got, I got, I might have a lot of confidence on Eddie getting that one. There's only oh, so many
4: matches so. on this card that you can have low confidence in, though, Steve. <laughs> That's the joke. That's the game. That's the problem. I was going through my, I was going through the card today and trying to put confidence points on stuff. I'm like, okay, there's like two matches I feel, re- three matches I feel really good about and the rest, uh.
3: man, all confidence on Britt Baker. <laughs> Even that. Maybe- after tonight, dude, look. There is the possibility they're gonna do something on Rampage, but we thought that before. We're like, uh, let's see what they're gonna do on Rampage. And they announced. don't they don't address Here, it. Here, we'll get it's to just, that match later this on. This is the last image we saw. Okay, it is,
4: we'll it. but some you know, like the story going to this is Thunder Rosa can't beat Britt. You know? That was what Britt's been saying. Well tonight she proved that she can do it. Now can she repeat that? We've seen that story play out before. Anyways, yeah. next we had a CM Punk promo uh, coming out. Uh, white shirt like he just borrowed it from Brian Danielson, some jeans, some Adidas all, uh, uh, superstars. He walks out and says, I wake up every morning, I look at myself in the mirror, and I ask myself, he says, I used to wake up every morning and look at myself in the mirror and ask myself, am I the bad guy? So I've never really had an answer, and I don't think anyone thinks they're the bad guy in their own story. Up until a week ago, I thought Max MJF was a bad guy, but what MJF did, did last week took a lot of courage he spoke about a lot of deep things but i can't shake the feeling that i'm being gaslit i believe what max said what i question is his sincerity and he says there's a picture of me with stone cold many years ago for many years ago and he says much lesser men frame stone cold as someone who took his ball and went home but i didn't lash out at him i didn't get upset he said but meanwhile i've seen max knock out dean malenko who has parkinson's uh, Max buried Brian Pillman to his son in his hometown. He heard Max talk all sorts of awful stuff about Darby's uncle. He says, here's the thing. Hurt people hurt people. Uh, says, when I came to AEW, MJF offered his hand and I didn't shake it. Does that make me, Frankenstein, and MJF my monster? He says, I believe everyone is responsible for their actions, but I got to say something to Max face-to-face, so come on out. Let's have a conversation in front of the world. So MJF comes to the ring. Punk tells him, I've done a lot of horrible things in my life. Uh, He says, I used to be you, so full of hate. I poured alcohol down an alcoholic's throat. I poured the ashes of of a a, a wrestler's manager all over him. Named a couple other things. He says, all that hate isn't going to keep you warm. It's going to burn you up. He says, I like to think that respect, my respect isn't given. It's earned. And right now, this is bigger than me. It's bigger than you and bigger than wrestling. It's about the eleven year old kid at home who looks up to Max like Max like you looked up to me. And I might be wrong, but I woke up this morning and asked myself, are you the good guy? And I finally had an answer. I sure am trying. It's a good good problem. It's really good. It's really good. And meanwhile
3: there's a guy in the crowd. <laughs> I know. I
4: know. So he extends his hand hand to MJF. MJF kind of takes a step back. Knocks it aside, gives Punk a huge hug.
3: Buries his head in his chest. Yeah,
4: and, and Punk's just kind of standing there, not sure what to do. And then finally, he and hugs Punk's them back. No teaching. Yeah. And then as soon as that hug is released, bang, MJF kicks him right in the balls.
3: <laughs> it's a big old swing to the, and Punk went, ah, my dick.
4: Yeah, I mean, you could hear that clear as day. Uh, <laughs> There's some
3: guy in the crowd, ah, his dick.
4: Yeah. So then uh, MJF tosses him to the apron, hits Punk with a heat seeker. M.J.F. takes his his dress shirt off. He's got a t-shirt underneath with the picture of himself
3: and Punk on it. So made, yeah, homemade shirt. Yeah,
4: the the print off iron-ons. He got that, or he went to the mall and got it real quick. Twenty four
3: hour turnaround could
4: be. So M.J.F. calls out Wardlow and Spears. They've got a the dog collar. Wardlow hands M.J.F. the ring. He puts it on. He punches Punk, and Punk just starts bleeding. Buckets, dude, he really
3: Buckets. cut the shit out of his own head, man. Buckets, yeah, that was all. You could see the. I hate when you see the little thing, little squirt come. Oh, it yeah. was gnarly. Yeah, so yeah.
4: FTR comes out to run interference on the ramp, so security couldn't get involved, and MJF is just beating the heck out of Punk. Uh, eventually, Punk's on the floor. Spears put the dog collar around him. MJF grabs a mic and says to Punk, "You stupid old man, I'm a snake." The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. and I'm going to show you and everybody on Sunday that I'm the devil himself.
3: Yeah. Ooh, good stuff. It Called is Back good. To, uh, to that punk promo we talked about yeah. earlier.
4: Yeah, and then uh, Sting, Darby, mm-hmm. and so- Sammy run out to make the save because at this point, Spears is choking punk with the dog collar.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, that was good. Yeah, well, Sammy and Darby run out to make the save. Sting meanders. Yeah. He's like, ah, oh, these kids again, Oh hell. After that, we had a Keith Lee interview. Uh, Lee has a tune-up match on Rampage. Of course, Ricky Starks steps in along with a uh, Big Will Hobbs powerhouse. Uh, he's he's mimicking me. Uh, Starks is doing a Keith yeah. Lee impression again. Yeah. He's like, enough. He says, "That's twice you've interrupted me, and if it happens a third time, there won't be any more of you of of you of me to interrupt. It won't be of any you more to of, interrupt yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. Stark says, uh, he says, Rampage is my country, though, Lee. And uh, it's very Western. And Hobbs says, and I'm the president. And Stark says, I'm going to give you a fair warning. If you show up on Rampage, you may not make it to Revolution. Then they back off. Yeah. Uh, Then we had Britt
4: Baker and Jamie Hayter taking on Mercedes Martinez and Thunder Rosa. You know, if the go-home math was going to work out in Thunder Rosa's favor, obviously the team of Britt and Hayter should have won this match. But I'm like, as soon as I started, I, I, I thought to myself, "I don't see either Mercedes or Thunder Rosa eating a pin here." But at the same time, you know, like someone could eat a pin, like Thunder Rosa could pin Jamie Hader, then Britt gets her heat back. Oh, do down. you think
3: Mercedes is too uh, is too new to uh, eat a pin? Kind that's of? what she's there. That's what she's there to do.
4: Man. No, I know, yeah. but it, I don't know. For some reason, I just I just got the the idea that she wasn't eating a pin tonight. Yeah. Um, but it was Britt Baker that got pinned by Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa could finish on her I didn't, I didn't see that happen. No, at all. hit her, finish yeah. on her, and everything. Yeah. Um. And yeah. uh. Yeah. It was pretty surprising. I thought maybe we'd hit see Thunder Rosa pin Hater and then Britt, you know, hit her with a couple super kicks, putting the lockjaw. I know. None of that. No heat. No heat
3: getting back. No heat. No heat. Um. Yeah, man. At this point, I. Pff, man. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be low confidence, but I'm gonna put it on Brit. Yeah, yeah. All my matches low confidence. Uh, if only that, if we... it only worked that way. Mm, you know, uh, after that we all find a way. Uh, yeah, what, what else? So I'm I've got all my lot of confidence points on Punk. That's that's a that's an easy one for
4: me. So a lot of confidence points for me on on uh, so Hook versus QT was announced for the kickoff. A lot of confidence there, of course. Jade oh, versus
3: yeah. Ty. Oh man, that's. On principle, all confidence points. Yeah. Um, I got a ton a ton on hangman. Yeah, too. I got a lot on hangman too. That's an easy one. What else is going on in this show? So
4: there's also the six-man tag match, A H F O versus Darby, Sting, and Sammy. Oh, easy Sting, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Sting and Darby and Sammy are probably winning that. You got the tag title mm-hmm. match, which Jurassic Express is probably going to win that because—
3: I would say good chance the other teams are going to sort of knock themselves out. Yeah. But again, low confidence on that one. Uh, I mean, that's going to have to be mid-confidence because that that can't go
4: low yeah. on uh, Layla Hirsch versus Statlander on the buy-in.
3: Uh, that one's tough. I I don't know that it is. I I hate rooting for Statlander in this one because of that horrible thing she said yeah. about Layla Yeah, that's true. But I kind of feel like this has to be stat- Like Stat Statlander got the big beat down. That means she's got a she's got to get that's her.
4: True, win. That's true. That's uh, yeah. true. Of course, Jericho versus Kingston. The the ladder match.
3: <laughs> britain and match. Yeah, I think I think it's a ladder match. So it's kind of nuts to go high confidence, but like upper upper mid confidence on uh, on uh, Wardlow. A on lot of one. confidence on Wardlow. Yeah. Uh,
4: Punk and MJF, and then Hankman and Cole, yeah. Yeah.
3: Confident subject to change. Of course,
4: of course, yeah. of course. So after that, we had a Ty Conti and a Jay interview. Uh, Ty Conti is asked about her martial arts background. Is that going to help her? Jade steps in. And I don't know the exact wording she used, but it's pretty funny. But she's pretty much says, no one cares about your background. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. no one gives a shit about your background, I think. Yeah, that's,
3: that's what she that. said, yeah. She said, no one gives a shit about your background. <laughs>
4: And then, I love Jade. Uh, And then Ty tries to take a swing at her. Mark Sterling says, hey, you didn't read the fine print in the contract. If you so much as harm a
3: hair on Jade's head, matches off. One green hair on her head. Yes. the match is off. Yeah, uh, Jade is great. I love her. Uh, after that, we had a video package for Statlander Layla Hirsch. So somebody asked here, what did uh, Statlander say? And quote the Raven as he says, no one of your parents put you up for adoption. Uh, they didn't <laughs> like you either. like... That's an, that's an awfully harsh thing for a babyface to say. That's an extremely harsh thing for a babyface to say. Nobody cares about your karate shit. That's um, what it was. Yeah. Uh, Wardlow. Uh, thank you, Hua Uh Wardlow versus Cesar Bononi was next. Wow, this is a quick match. Yeah, this is quick. It was just a couple power bombs uh, from Wardlow to get the win on Cesar. Afterwards, Spears hits the ring. He's about to swing at Bononi with the chair. Wardlow grabs the chair. Yanks it out of Spears' hand. Uh, Spears steps to Wardlow. Wardlow's, hmm, what? What are you going to do? Just with a look. I know. I thought it's, Spears was great selling. Oh, Spears is doing... He, dude, he is so great in his world, he man. He is. He's outstanding. Yeah. So
4: Spears, like, all right. Back and then, off. of course,
3: he snitches. I know. He has to go and run and tell MJF. They're so good at their stuff. I know. So after that,
4: we had a House of Black promo. Uh, Malachi says, you know, hey, Pack." Wasn't it the house that gave you new sight? Hey, Penta. Wasn't it give? You, it wasn't the house that gave you a new level of, and then Birdie King steps in, violence. He's talking about violence. And then Buddy violence. steps in talking about judgment. Oh, judgment. And they don't pass judgment. They seek the truth. We seek the truth. They're the house. The house always wins. It's really good stuff. The house
3: always wins. Yeah, man. Buddy looked like a badass. Yeah, he did. Oh, man. That was so cool. It was great. Uh, after that, we he looked like uh, uh, what's that mariachi movie that what's his face did?
4: Oh, Desperado, El Mariachi, <laughs> El Mariachi. The one before but yeah, that Desperado. <laughs> one. Once upon a time in Mexico, that was the one after Desperado. Rodriguez, yeah, Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez. He's direct. He directs a lot of episodes of Book of Boba Fett.
3: Really. Mm-hmm. He made some dog shit movies <laughs> back in the day. Yep. I know people like the spy kid stuff, but those were the ugliest movies. Those were horrible films, man. The Sin City stuff is alright. Yeah. Um visually, it, it did a it did a good job adapting the uh, the book. <laughs> the Mi- yeah. the Miku says those episodes were bad. Be- did he do the scooter gang episode?
4: I think so. I think he did, yeah. No!
3: Yeah. revealed the real reason why that episode sucked. Oh, he, oh, you got to that one, huh? No, I haven't seen it yet, oh, but according gosh. to Twitter, that episode is just awful. It is. It's so cheesy. It's so cheesy. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. He did a lot of
4: the, especially the early episodes. He did a lot of them, I believe. Um, oh, that's funny. So we have a, a Wardlow Spears interview. So Spears is like, hey, Wardlow, I know you're mad. Uh, I still love you. He says, MJF, come in. So MJF ste- uh, steps in. That says, "Hey Wardlow, you can win the ladder match. You can win the TNT title. I don't care. You can keep it. It's not like you're gonna win it anyways." Mm. And that's when Wardlow says, "It's not. Well, maybe it's because I'm always making sure that you get your wins." MJF steps back in, slaps him. Here again,
3: reminds him, "You don't work for AEW. You work for me." Your camera froze. I wish that I wish that instead of Wardlow saying what he said to MJF that it would have cut to like later in the day he's in his car (laughs) and he says it there (laughs) maybe that's because i'm always making sure you get your wins (laughs) yeah well the jerk store called they're all out of you (laughs) then we had our main event adam cole and redragon versus hangman adam page and uh and his lumps the dark order he really needs to upgrade his friends man um, because they did not really help him out that much in this match. No, it's fun, it fun bout. Yeah, nah, it's
4: fun bout. It illuminated, was fun. Illuminated the go home math here solidified the idea that Hangman Page is walking out of Revolution still with that AEW title. It's kind of already leaning that way, but now I feel really strongly about that. Um, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
4: Because uh, Adam Cole got the pin on Alex Reynolds, I believe, after some super kicks. Hit the boom. Uh, afterwards, though. Uh, redragon goes after hangman. He fights them off. He's looking for a buckshot Larry, on Cole. Instead, Bob fish trips him up off the apron. Cole's laying into page. Then redragon duct tapes him to the ropes. And so they put silver back in the ring. Uh, redragon hit him with total elimination. Uh, Cole hits Alex Reynolds with a Panama sunrise. Adam Cole go tries to get in, 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 in page's face. Page headbutts him. Cole responds with a couple super kicks. He grabs the title. He tells Page, "This belongs to me," but then he puts it over Adam Page's shoulder.
1: I knew
3: he was putting. He was pawn that title. I know. Pawing it, man. Um, this is a good point here. A whole bunch of numbers. I kind of, I don't know, maybe. It says, "Do the Young Bucks help Hangman retain?" Depends what, if, what happens in the tag team match. I know. What if Redragon wins those titles by not necessarily cheating, but opportunistic, which could be, you know, a turn off to some people. And then in the main event, Young Bucks go, they just make sure that things go down clean. Yeah. I think that's they more likely. They just equalize. Yeah. They equalize. Or
4: it could be a situation where the where the Young Bucks are on the verge of winning, Red Dragon breaks up the pin or whatever, pushing, shoving that eventually leads to Jurassic Express retaining and mm-hmm. the same thing could play out.
3: Yeah, possibly. Possibly. Uh George Christopher asked what was Punk referencing when he said I poured alcohol down on alcoholics? throat that was well Jericho did that to him but that was probably a reference to Raven okay uh. there we go Raven okay oh Jeff Hardy yeah probably did it to, punk is 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 such a self referential guy I know yeah okay and then he probably did he do it to Jeff Hardy too? Maybe cuz uh, the
4: the the ashes one obviously is a reference to The Undertaker.
3: Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. All right. Raven Mitch. Um oh, Jeff Hardy says was the one he bullied him to get fired. All right. Anyways, you see this is the thing. We got to get Ring of Honor on the on HBO Max. I know. So, you know, when I'm done with the uh, episode season 2 episode 13 of The Wire, Flip over to Punk versus Raven mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. There we go. Oh, AFG says it was a dog collar match against Raven, Ring of Honor. hmm Cool. <laughs> Joe says, for some reason I thought Punk poured alcohol down Shawn Michaels' throat. <laughs> what is this? We book off? <laughs> Can we steal that idea, please?
4: That would be something
3: all right let's go ahead and answer some questions i'm sure we're going to have some highlighted ones here in the twitch chat we also have a couple of questions right here on the patreon at patreon.com forward slash steve and larson here we go kicking off with um Mm -hmm. uh, Uh uh Sorry, we already answered a lot of these sort of just in the general course. All right, Shane's
4: birthday tweet. Does Ty have a better ceiling at AEW than NXT? Do you see her getting a chance to win gold, or will she get lost in the shuffle uh, behind uh, uh, other wrestlers like she did in WWE NXT? She's improved leaps and bounds
3: since coming to AEW. She has improved quite a bit. I don't know where she fits in in the grand scheme of things, like where she's going to be three years from now. It's really hard to tell. Someone tells me they're going to be signing some really great talent in the women's division. I mean, you got a ton of free agents out there that are just killer wrestlers. Mm -hmm. And unless they introduce, like, another title or, like, a women's tag titles, like, the women's tag titles would be perfect for, like, uh, Anna Jay and Ty Conte. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. But unless they're going to... Well, they already have an issue finding time for the women's division. So I just don't know that she is going to be able to sort of stay relevant for the next couple of years enough to get like a title run. If we're talking about a title run, I don't know that's the case because it's kind of rarefied air. Jade's going to have her title for a long time. Britt's probably going to hold on to her title I mean, I would think maybe she'll lose it a double or nothing, but I don't know. After Thunder Rosa, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know.
4: Uh, Jorge D asked Steven Larson, how would you guys be way better friends to Hank Van Page than Dark Order?
3: Oh, man. Um, I'd like to... So I think that the Dark Order are really good friends. It's just they don't have the in-ring ability of... For example, Adam Cole's friends. That's the thing. I don't think
4: we can help Paige in that respect. In fact, we're a massive step down from John Silver and Alex Reynolds because we don't strictly
3: in ring ability. Massive step down. I'll I'll suggest this though: we're probably less annoying than them. It depends on one's perspective. I think I, I see all those being the elite promos. He doesn't seem like he like. They just seem. I feel like he is able to hang out with them for literally the amount of time that we see in those being the elite things. And that's kind of it. Because they're just a, a clown act. Well, You and I, would just kick back, have some beers. And I kind of feel like that's what Hangman would prefer to do. Not a lot of talking. Hey, you need some advice on being a dad? None of those lumps in the dark order have your back. We do. I feel like we could be better friends... Yeah. But, like if it comes to the in ring, buddy, I'm sorry, you're on your own. Yeah. We have we have a friend, Cal Jack. We'll say we'll introduce you to Cal Jack. There he'll go. he got your back in the ring.
4: Yeah, there you go.
3: Simon Miller.
4: There you go. Uh, Lou NYC Jericho's promo with him saying that he'll show respect to Kingston if he loses reminds me of Cesaro slash Claudio in Kingston's respect match in Shakara. Is it possible that AEW use Sunday's match as a way to bring in Cesaro to feud with Kingston and maybe be a new member in the inner circle as a wrinkle between Jericho and LAX?
3: I uh, don't hate that pairing of Cesaro and Jericho because Jericho at this point is like 70% personality, 30% wrestling.
4: That's generous.
3: <laughs> um. And Cesaro's like 95% wrestling and be, 5% personality. I'd be generous on the
4: side of, of, of <laughs> generous give address, generous percentage terms of wrestling.
3: <laughs> you no, know, I know what you're saying. I'm just saying on the flip side of that, Cesaro's like 95% wrestling and 5% personality. You know, maybe
4: if if, if WWE, uh, he was able to, to to drop. Apparently, he's really good at dad jokes.
3: I know, dude. That will yeah, help going to get over. No, it ain't. That's going to be worse. That's going to be worse. I don't care what you can do in the ring. Get out of here with that shit. It's terrible. <laughs> I don't know. I think people liked him on the up, up, down, down stuff. Yeah. I saw somebody, somebody, it was funny. <laughs> I shouldn't say this. I saw on Twitter somebody put together like a super cut of his best moments on up, up, down, down. <laughs> and I was like, literally everybody in these moments that isn't him, <laughs> is funnier than he is. But people love him, and I guess that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. I think he's a terrific wrestler. He is. It's just personality. I'm like he's like a step away from vacant. Wow. For me. Wow. I'm sorry. I know. I know. Wow. We don't do interviews here, so it's not you're like gonna run into him. And I'm sure in person he's probably great. He's probably an awesome person. Yeah. Like who am I? I'm a piece of shit. I shouldn't be saying these things. You shouldn't. But like on my TV screen, I'm just commenting on what I see on my TV
4: screen. You, you just yell. You just yell at your TV these things like an old man yelling at a cloud, huh?
3: Yeah. It is exactly. You know, it's how I live my life. You know, yeah. I was on my walk today. People think I'm nuts. Going around yelling at squirrels,
4: road signs, speed bumps. Shaking your fist at squirrels for having the temerity to run in front of you.
3: Right? Not picking up my dog shit.
4: Yeah, that's something you got to work on, man.
3: I'm already too old to change my ways. El Blanco Noche. uh, uh, We'll have to continue this. Uh, El Blanco Noche says on the last AW Dark. Lee Johnson was introduced as part of the nightmare family, which apparently is still a thing. <laughs> wow. How would you repackage Lee and Brock Anderson with Arn? Well, I think they kind of did that tonight. Arn came out with them. How yeah. How about um yeah, but give him some vignettes where Arn is just thoroughly depressed. You know, he's got the flask and and they're like, Hey Arn, come on, are we gonna go to let's do some of those great you know, uh uh reps, let's go do some practice and we can you can get us in the circle of people beating us up and stuff, and he's like, What does it matter? You guys are losers. Wow. Dad, shut up, Brock. You'll never be me in the ring, you know. <laughs> <laughs> let's watch some take with the Minnesota Wrecking Crew. And they're like, uh he puts in a tape and is like, Golden girls. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, isn't it? It's Matlock. And he, no, it's Golden Girls. He hears
4: a theme. He starts crying because he misses his friend Cody. Uh, Slick Rob, would Samoa Joe be better served going back to Impact and merely elevating the main event scene or going to AEW and having to deal with an already stacked roster?
3: So somebody in the comments uh, yesterday said, I feel like Steve wants everybody who gets released to go to uh, AEW. I have said so many times, AEW's roster is too stacked. Stop signing people. I'd actually prefer to see Claudio go to either New Japan or Impact. I want Samoa Joe in AEW. He is the one exception that I'm totally fine with. Samoa Joe wrecking people in AEW. I would love to see that. I think it's perfect for him. Perfect. It'd be a lot of fun. All of the old Ring of Honor people are there. They're literally Ring of Honor now. Yeah, no, pretty much.
4: They're pretty much Ring of Honor 2006. Yeah. From 2006 to 2012, pretty much. Yeah. They just need to get uh, Kevin Steen and El Generico and then Wallet Roderick Strong. Yeah. Nigel McGinnis.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
4: Jamie Noble.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Jacobs.
4: Yeah. Raven. Uh, let's see here. Oh, um, of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. People are saying Tyler Black.
3: Oh, good luck with that. Yeah, probably isn't going to happen. Good luck with that. Uh, let's see here. The, so, so for our Patreon, I'll give them a shout out here. Soak and Rose, Brendan Monroe, David Matushek, of course. Uh, well, the enforcer, I'm actually going to ask this one. This is a good question. These are all good questions, but we've already talked about this stuff. Sort of, uh, ad nauseum, uh, dog authority figure. All last questions about ring of honor, mayor of planet Houston, all ask questions about ring of honor the yellow flash the yellow flash asks, could you see a scenario where khan brings in cody to run the creative team of ring of honor no i don't i think they parted ways i don't think tony khan is interested in paying what cody would want just to run ring of honor i don't know that cody wouldn't want to run ring of honor Mm -hmm. i think it's probably a huge step down for him given that AW is on TBS and TNT. Yeah, WWE is on Fox and USA, so we can go there. I think if he if he's going to be in the wrestling business, he's still going to want to wrestle. Yeah, and he's going to want to do it on a big stage. Yeah, so, no, the I largest don't see that. platform possible. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Uh, Enforcer asked, "Where does the Ring of Honor title fit into the AEW hierarchy of belts? Above the TNT title, below?" I would say below the TNT title, um, because that title is the A.W. like like Ring of Honor is not. We don't even know what's happening with Ring of Honor. Like the title's out there, and Gresham's awesome.
4: Yeah, Gresham's awesome. He's putting on some some awesome matches.
3: I'd say it's it's uh, pretty close to
4: the TNT title. Yeah, because Ring of Honor title's got a damn impressive lineage.
3: Yeah, like so does the NWA title. Yeah, by that logic, Matt Cardona, the NWA champion, is almost the TNT champion. I don't.
4: Well, the NWA title has not really been relevant in what, like on a massive mainstream level for a very long time.
3: Same could be said about the Ring of Honor
4: title. I, I just feel like at this juncture, the Ring of Honor title has more cachet than the NWA title does.
3: Yeah, well, not by much. Hopefully, that maybe they'll turn that around. Maybe they'll turn that around. Anyways, uh, that's going to do it for us. Twitch chat, stick around. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it till next time. Talk to you later. Goodbye.
1: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done. Well, I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small well.